Welcome back to the Monica Matthews Show, Life, Love, and Liberty. Boy, we are still on election 2020. I want to clear some things up. I live in the state of Georgia. I live in Fulton County, to be more specific, where there's never a shortage of voting irregularities, shenanigans, bad actors, however you want to look at that. It is... uh, It is a mess. The presidential election of 2020 is, in fact, a mess. There are many um, assertions that that anyone who would question that uh, Joe Joe Biden is the president-elect is nothing more than a QAnon conspiracy theorist. These are reputable... Um, tolerable in most instances, personalities, news stations, news outlets that are trusted across the country who have all but conceded that the president and his legal team, you know, are running wild through the country with their tin foil hats. And there's nothing to see here. This is a big fat nothing burger, and we should save the party. We should move on. Move forward, unity. Right. So I thought today what I would do, because I'm very, very pleased to see that Sidney Powell, some of you may or may not be familiar with her, she has represented General Michael Flynn. That's not a small feat. If you remember, General Flynn was set up and and subsequently taken down by our own government, by his own peers, right? Have you, if you've listened to my show lately, you know, you've heard the term scapegoat. Scapegoat is a, is also a biblical term, which is why I've used it a lot lately. The president has been a scapegoat for the Democrats, the country, for Obama's horrible administration, eight years of hell. Uh, He's been a scapegoat for all of that for the past four years. Some of you are the scapegoats in your own family, so you know how that goes. Right now, There are so many bad actors, there are so many roaches scattering, and the light is shining that they're going to grab a hold of any conspiracy of their own, any person of substance or validity or legitimacy, they're going to somehow either deny, 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 yes, people on the right are are behaving in the same manner in which the, uh, the left does always, deny, 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 right? Just ignore it, it'll just go away, just don't answer Answer the question you wanted to have asked. Very basic political maneuvering and pivoting. That is what a lot of the right is doing right now, who have come under fire, particularly in the state of Georgia, where I reside. The Secretary of State's office is in an all-out war with Representative Doug Collins, who has been um, coronated, if you will. He's been chosen by the president to lead 
the legal recount efforts here in Georgia to oversee them, to oversee the recount efforts, the audit. We The name changes every day. You have to keep that in mind. First, it was a recount. Then it was an audit. Then it was a retally. Then it was recanvassing. And, and all of that is a bunch of legal hubbub. They're words, but they all have implications because there's a procedure and a process legally that goes along with each one of those that has to be followed in order for something to be legitimate. That's something they won't tell you, okay? But the words matter, actually. But they're using them interchangeably, kind of haphazardly, and so it turns into a pot of political stew. It becomes confusing so that you, this is where I come in, so that you, the voter, are under such an enormous amount of confusion. Ultimately, it turns to apathy, and you, too, will start hashtagging concede. Move on. Unity. That's what it's designed to do, is to confuse you and to divert to divert attention away from the bad actors. Because people in the state of Georgia in positions of power understand that the vote in the state of Georgia should not be certified under the current cloud of, suspic- of suspicion that it's under. Matter of fact, Sidney Powell, who was on Rush Limbaugh's show today with Mark Stein, who was filling in for Rush, she went so far as to say, if you certify your votes in states where your votes are uh, under a cloud of suspicion right now, where, where you clearly have to indis- uh, discrepancies, then you should be aware that you are certifying a fraudulent election and you are certifying your own fraud. That's That's big. And there may actually be uh, she may actually be mounting a class action suit against governors who decide to certify, Secretary of States, uh, rather, who decide to certify their elections that are fraudulent elections, that are wrought with fraud. Now, some of you are like, well, what does that mean? How do we know they're fraudulent? I thought they were hand counting. I thought we have paper ballots. I thought we have... Uh, you know, so many ways to Sunday to know him. And my God, our own government told us that we had the most secure election ever for 2020. Right? Wrong. As Sydney has been saying from the rooftops, you had Democrats. You had your own Pocahontas, say, and others. Amy Klobuchar, for God's sakes, running for president. He said, said our election system is, 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 is compromised. It is compromised. And we need to look at the software we're using, the machines we're using. There's so many ways to Sunday to defraud the American voter and to upend an election. And that is exactly what you're seeing taking place. That is not conspiracy. That is not QAnon. It it is, I got to tell you, I have friends at the the DHS, NSA, all over. I have sources everywhere who have been been sharing information with me for quite some time. And I got to tell you, Initially, I too thought, okay, wait a minute, really? Because it sounds like something out of a James Patterson novel. I mean, it is, uh, or Clive Barker, or uh, I can't remember the other guy's name out of Nashville. I like him though, but he, although he has been an Ever Trumper for a while, his name escapes me. Great guy, former special ops, I believe. But um, it's a novel. It's the stuff story. We've literally sat in front of the boob tube forever and watched stories of this magnitude unfold. We've been, we've gotten popcorn in our 
Coke or a beer and sat down and watched movies for 90 minutes, uh, two hours. We've sat down with our families and been entertained by things like this. So when it happens, you kind of feel like, no way. There is no way there's a Canadian company, a Canadian company that owns, by way of Venezuela, put machines across America. No way that happened. And machines that then has software that can be, that has back doors into our voting systems here across the country. And, and, and remember, this doesn't have to be in every state, although we do have over 30 states now with this particular uh, dominion, those are the voting machines, and you have software that comes along with that too. And the software has been built with back doors that can alter, that can completely upend in real time across the globe affect our elections here in the United States. Now, I don't know why that's so hard for people to believe in the era of technology. And people will tell you that the, that your votes do, do not hit the internet, that they're just kind of like suspended. They're, they're just in a, in a, in a bubble, but not necessarily the internet. That's what people from the secretary of state's office will tell you here in the state of Georgia. Cause that's exactly what they'll tell you here in the state of Georgia. And I know, uh, but that is actually not what's happened. That's not what's taking place. So I want to play, and I'm probably going to play it in its entirety because because most of you have missed it, and most of you won't get to hear it again. And I know you listen to my show, so I want to play Sidney Powell's interview today with Mark Stein on the Rush Limbaugh show. This is very important. She is extraordinarily credible. There is no way in four levels of hell that she would allege something that she could not prove. Those are her own words. If she did not have evidence in front of her regarding the allegation that she's putting forth on behalf of the presidency of Don and the, or the 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 presidency along with the candidacy of Donald J Trump, she would never put it forward. So, it's important to understand who you are hearing from when receiving this type of information that is stuff literally movies are made of. So I, I want to play a little bit a little bit of this for you because it's important for you to have it in, in your own ears for you to be able to assimilate the information from the actual source, not third-party people. I want you to hear directly from her so you can discern discernment is required right now not just emotions i need you to stay emotional and passionate and anger is fine channel that anger into action into passion regarding your country literally being upended by virtue of fraud and theft all right so let's see if we can't pull this up here this is Sidney powell on with uh, mark stein today fearless attorney for both Michael Flynn and the president in his legal challenges, Sidney Powell. And as Sidney mentioned, uh, they've, uh, they're talking about uh, some class action suits to uh, prevent the states prematurely certifying uh, the election. And if you have some evidence of electoral fraud, you can go to Sidney's website, defendingtherepublic.org. It's well named, defendingtherepublic.org. 
uh, because uh, Sydney will be defending it when uh, most everybody else has fled. If you have uh, evidence of electoral fraud, particularly in these critical swing states, then do go to that website. Sydney, you, you said something incredible to me. Uh, because as odd as it is that these uh, f- foreign-made machines, Canadian machines with Venezuelan algorithms, are now in yeah, thirty-three. You might as well call them Venezuelan machines because yeah. that's essentially what they are. Okay, that's through a number of different companies to do this. And yes, we have Venezuelan communists influenced by Cuban communists counting our votes and deciding how our election's going to come out. It's an absolute outrage. It should be being investigated by the highest of our in, intel investigators, preferably military, because it's a national security threat. And that's what, exactly why they've done this. And, oh, and don't forget China's influence in all of it, too. There's no, Chinese no. parts in it and Chinese money and, and graft in Venezuela. But you, you mentioned that it actually goes across the Atlantic to Barcelona, and I think you said somewhere else, before, yeah, before these... Yeah, Frankfurt. So in other words, we've got the Germans and the Spaniards counting American votes, too, which would be odd enough if uh, if you didn't already have the Canadians, the Venezuelan. I mean, there's everybody but Americans well, the involved. Part is actually contr- those parts are actually controlled by the Venezuelans, too. The counting centers over there are controlled by the Venezuelan money. But, but what is the you're a, you're a lawyer and you know that in any law, even in any trivial, the most trivial lawsuit, chain of custody of the evidence is the most important thing. You know that a photocopy of a photocopy of a photocopy of what might have been an original document, thirty-seven versions earlier, is uh, is less persuasive as evidence than the real thing. So why do we have like a complete contempt of chain of custody here, where where these these votes are sent actually into foreign jurisdictions before they eventually return as hard numbers? Right, and they can. There are multiple means of how they alter it. They they alter it to begin with by running the algorithm where they want to run it, but they can also alter it by trashing votes, adding votes, and then if they don't like it, still then they can change it again in Barcelona. Right. So, so in other words, what whatever shenanigans to use the euphemism people seem to prefer, whatever shenanigans take place in a precinct in uh, Michigan. Uh, if that's insufficient, they can they can change it yet again while while the so-called vote is out of the country. Right. How the hand count in Georgia that they're pretending to do now, yeah. they're going to try to use that to promote the argument that the Dominion fraud software stuff is a hoax. That's that's baloney. They did all kinds of different things there that include uh, kind of closing out Republican accounts and doing provisional ballots for people that then disappeared. And we've got to have access to the machines themselves to get the software and examine it. But we know there were, quote, glitches in Georgia, too. Right. And any time there was a glitch like that, there was software probably uploaded that changed things. They can change it over the Internet. It should never have had an Internet connection. Patches were put in like the day before the election, and they were not never certified. The machines aren't supposed to be touched for ages before the election. That's a violation of law by itself. I mean, but we also have, uh, at least I've been told, that there are special concerns about the governor of uh, Georgia and the secretary of state having received some kind of uh, personal benefit for rushing Mm. the purchase of the Dominion machines into the state. 
You you said something else uh, interesting there that they actually were connected to the internet because last time round we were told when there was all this stuff about the Russian collusion and all the rest of it that that uh, voting machines are safe because voting machines are not online. They're machines, but they're not. Uh, but some guy sitting in Macedonia or St. Petersburg can't actually hack into it because it's not connected to the internet. You're saying that this time round, there were machines connected to the internet. These machines are so hackable, a 15-year-old could do it. And 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 does that mean that in the lawsuit you're go, you're you'd be you're you're asking a judge to actually let some kind of tech experts into the machines themselves to figure out what's been programmed there and what's going on in them? That is definitely one of the things we need. I can't even tell you at this point whether it's in any of the existing lawsuits, but I've certainly encouraged people to put them in the ones that they filed. And do you think, you, you said you thought it was definitely going to the Supreme Court. Everyone seems to think that uh, uh, John Roberts, the Chief Justice, has no appetite for this. And his whole thing is always to, uh, as it were, diminish the significance to prevent the Supreme Court doing anything like overturning and being perceived to have overturned an election or whatever. Do you, do you think, I mean, the, these seem to me to be raise absolutely extraordinary issues where essentially foreign actors, we've been told for four years about foreign interference in American elections, and it turns out the, the entire U.S. election is one great act of multi-foreigner interference. Is that big enough for him to, in a sense, not be able to turn down the case? If that isn't big enough for him to take the case, he should be impeached. And there you have it. If this isn't big enough for Justice Roberts to take the case, then he should be impeached. That is Sidney Powell. You can go, I will, uh, you can go to either the eibnetwork.com, you can go to Rush Limbaugh's site, I don't know if it's up on Mark Stein's, but you can listen to this interview from the beginning. I don't want to take any more of his uh, material, but I wanted you to hear from them, from her, from her mouth, what is actually going on. And Rush Limbaugh, Mark Stein, the EIB network, is not going to have some haphazard conspiracy theorist QAnon hack on their network, talking about something as serious as upending the 2020 election for the president of the United States of America. Now, um, along these lines, there are a lot of accusations and allegations floating around leadership here in my state of Georgia. I caught an interview today uh, with Lynn Wood, who is also an attorney you may be you may recall he is he is definitely a uh, a champion of of uh, people who have been defamed people whose reputations and lives have been ruined by false allegation and accusation he is a man of faith he is um he's a patriot he is someone who, when he says something, 
you can take it to the bank. He is not going to heave false accusations. The attorney of Richard Jewell, you might recall that uh, our local FBI, as well as media from the same news conglomerate who is telling you that this is nothing more than a news, than a conspiracy theory, that we have had foreign interference with our elections. This is like legitimate foreign interference. This isn't some Russia, the president peed on a hooker, joke, haha, fake dossier. This is legitimately people sitting in back doors across the world with servers attached to our votes in real time, literally hijacking your liberties, attempting to take the nation down to become a, what did Justin Trudeau called it? The Great Reset. He called it mm, an international democracy. Is that what he said? Right, I keep telling you guys, this is all about globalism. And and we're so, in our American bubble, we've been so protected from a lot of these things for so long that now that the, the covers are pulled back, you're like, I mean, it's almost like, this is like the magnitude of all of these children coming forward from the from the, the Boy Scouts and the Catholic Church, and people are like, oh, no, no way. There's no way all that happened right under our noses. And yeah, it did, and it does, and it will continue. And this is your opportunity as a voter to jump in on this legal battle to preserve your constitutional republic, not your democracy. This is a constitutional republic. Okay, this is coming from Lynn Wood, and forgive me, but the show he was on today, this is from a podcast. But, but I can tell you, this is a conversation that I have personally had uh, with Lynn and I, and I feel comfortable disclosing that because th- these are the exact words we've had in a private conversation that he shared today on a very public podcast here uh, in the city of Atlanta, I believe. And forgive me, I just I don't have the name of the podcast in front of me, but this is this is what he said. The governor, and I quote from Lynn Wood, attorney uh, currently representing. Uh, Kyle Rittenhouse, the young man who was, he's been in jail since, my God, since August. Need a, about $150,000 more to get him out of a two-point-something million-dollar bond to get him out um, for shooting and killing two people who were attempting to kill him uh, during our peaceful protests, right? He represents people who have been defamed and maligned. You may recall the Catholic boys, uh, one in particular, who uh, was defamed and maligned. And Lynn has been busy settling a giant suit for this kid uh, who was viciously attacked by media outlets who have zero bridle uh, and zero integrity whenever it comes to calling people conspiracy theorists or telling the truth. Okay, Lynn Wood. Here in Atlanta today, the governor of Georgia can't be found because the governor of Georgia is corrupt. The lieutenant governor is quiet. I don't know him very well. He's quiet, but he lied about Georgia not having any fraud. Raffensperger is corrupt. Follow the money. Before and after Leffler appointment, follow 
the money. He's compromised by China, says Linwood. He is referring to Brian Kemp, the governor of Georgia. He also adds in that Raffensperger is corrupt. The the accusation about follow the money before and after Leftler appoint, appointment, follow the money, is regarding Brian Kemp. Okay, He's compromised by China. That, too, is Brian Kemp. Not necessarily Raffensperger, as I understand it. I have no idea who received kickbacks. Some of you think that Sidney said, Sidney Powell said, that Raffensperger and uh, Governor Brian Kemp have received kickbacks for uh, for uh, curating and acquiring these uh, Dominion voting machines. That is not what she said. She said that they are aware of people who did receive kickbacks, whose family members received money after this voting equipment was acquired. We have eight lobbyists here in the state of Georgia who lobbied for that uh, entire program in the way of Dominion. State of Texas was like, uh-uh. We know all we need to know about that. We do not want that in our state. And have they had a problem? Um, eight lobbyists here in the state of Georgia, two of which are friends of mine. I mean, I'm, listen, I have a dog in this fight. This is my state. This is my city. This is my county. And I'm really glad that the curtain's being pulled back, and it hurts. It's disappointing. I'm not like, oh, I knew it. Well, with the exception of one person, because that person actually was accused of utilizing dark money to take down a very decent man who was his opponent in the run for lieutenant governor here. Um, So there is a little part of me, I'd be lying if I didn't say that was true, um, that's like, yeah. Okay, well, what, what what do you have to gain by lying about our elections not being a fraud? So everyone's hand, apparently, according to Linwood, with regard to uh, Governor Kemp, uh, there's some brouhaha there with regard to uh, what Brian received from the Chinese in the way of equipment for covid uh, apparently, there's something being investigated there around uh, making money off of that deal. I don't know. I am not part of the legal team. I am not an attorney. Do not pretend to be one on air or off. Um, but I'll tell you this. As a politico, as a minister, I listen to everyone. And my pastor taught me a long time ago that when people are speaking and they're not making any damn sense, you just quit listening. Okay? There are a lot of people who are not making sense who are simply trying to cover up their never-Trumpism, their pharisaical never-Trumpism, their abject disregard for this constitutional republic and due process. They have never been on Team Trump, and they will never be on Team Trump, which essentially means they're not... not even being about Team Trump at this point, they are still aligning Team Trump. Um, they can't seem to, with something nefarious, they cannot seem to align him with the Constitutional Republic. There's a, there's a, I don't even know what you would call it. It's like a psychological break for these guys. 
You know what I mean? Like, you know what I mean? Whenever someone's so married to something, like we like to make fun of the left about repeat a lie enough and it becomes the truth. It's that. It's that. You know, orange man bad. Orange man bad theory. And so this is so much bigger than Democrat and Republic, a Republican. Um, that, that, that you're slighting the conversation by making this a partisan point. I mean, we're, we're pretty clear about bad actors who usually arise out of the chicken boil froth, right? I mean, most of that's very evident on the left. But I've been warning you guys for a while. This isn't just a left proposition. These are people on the right. And you know why? Because our fallen nature supersedes partisanship. It just does. And there's a part of me, I woke up the other day thinking to myself, and I was so glad I felt it. I was so glad I felt it because I've had my sword out and I'm in the battle. And and I and I'm to be perfectly honest with you, my battle isn't as much in the taking down of other people because that's that's not really where my heart is. My heart is preserving your love, passion, and enthusiasm and trust in the process of justice being pursued and executed. Because without you, we don't have a constitutional republic. Without patriots who will stand not just for a man who represents the constitutional republic or a woman, but for for you who will stand and preserve that document that is the gospel of this country. It is, it is, it, it is the, it is the great equalizer of this country. And if you lose faith in that, if you lose faith in providence and you lose faith in justice, and all the things that we champion as as constitutional republic patriots, we will lose our country. So I need you to stay informed, and I need you to stay engaged, and I need you to stay excited about the prospect of justice being pursued and revealed, um, and I need you to engage your state legislatures, wherever you are across the country, I need you to engage your state legislatures, contact your legislators, your congressmen and women, your senators. It is time to barrage, to to fire hose, as Sydney has used recently, uh, your governor's offices with, no, you will not, you will not certify a fraudulent election on my behalf as a taxpayer and a legitimate voter of this country. You will not do that without my voice being heard. That is important for you to do. And I'm very proud of those of you who have continued to engage in that manner. And I know it feels like you are in a fishbowl and you're just shouting and no one can hear you. Every single one of your calls and your emails is tabulated. It is something that's chronicled. Uh, If you email, at least you have a tabulation of having reached out to your governor that is your voice. That is your right to do so. It is actually your duty to do so. It is your duty to go up the chain of command and make sure that your voice is heard. It sounds as though Governor Brian Kemp is going to have bigger fish to fry uh, legally in the coming days with regard to his own 
you know, the allegations that are thrust upon him right now. I have no personal knowledge about any of that. I am not an investigative reporter. That is not my shtick. But for whatever reason, and it's probably because I'm not going to lie to you. I'm not going to willfully deceive you, give you false information, disinformation. I I have been known to give you misinformation or possibly not uh, complete information of which uh, to which I will come back and, and apologize for and, and complete the circle. Um, but that is, it is never my heart's desire to, to mislead you in something. Um, and people trust me with their information and, uh, and because they know you trust me to give you valid information. And the only reason I do it Listen, I was kicked off the airwaves in my own city, and I'm so grateful. (laughs) I'm so grateful. I listened to the stuff coming out of that station in particular, and not everyone. There are some people I dearly love at that station who love you. But by and large, I listen to some of the personalities there, and I go, and I understand what's happening in the newsroom there, and I think to myself, I'd have never survived this. I would have never survived this election and the and the fraud and the heist. I wouldn't have survived it. And so I'm glad that I am where I am. I come to you from the luxury of my own, the comfort of my own home. And I'm very grateful for that. And I know so many of you, thank you so much. You send my stuff to Newsmax, OAN. You're, you're always championing my cause and so that my voice has the ability to get out. The best thing you can do for me, quite honestly, uh, you can be my Newsmax. You can be my OAN. You can be my microphone. All I need you to do is share my material. That's it. Share it on every medium you have. Share it multiple times. Comment on it. You know, give me a thumbs up. Give me a heart. Give me a love. Whatever. You are the greatest marketing tool I could ever have your endorsement matters more than me being on a corporate bandwidth that has the power to tell me what I can and can't say. I cannot stress that enough. If, if you're going to trust me to be your voice and to bring you information that that I do not ever take lightly, ever. That is not lost on me. But that means that you still have power. You still have power in the people that you invest in. So thank you for your investments in me. Thank you for uh, for partnering with me uh, and uh, contributing to my cause on my website. Thank you. Um, thank you for purchasing my merchandise. If you're an American, act like one. You know, if you're following me, you are likely a patriot. I got to tell you, and and in closing, I just want to share this with you because it's very it's important to me that we um, that we keep our hearts straight, right? Because because the country's moving forward. My daughter's getting married in December. I'm like the truckers are going to be striking right in the middle of that. (laughs) And while I stand in solidarity with those guys, I'm kind of like ah. Can you just make sure we have the food we need for the reception? You know, there's a lot of money at stake here. It's it's like, you know, all right, 50. Thankfully, we're having a very small wedding. 
Uh, so it's going to be absolutely beautiful. And I'm like, you know what? This too is going to pass. I'm going to do what I can and help the people who are out there on the front lines as much as I can. But I have a life just like the rest of you do. And so I am prioritizing. I don't really believe in balancing things. I believe as you prioritize, the scales of your life uh, become balanced, right? Because it's all it all differs. And it's never 50-50, ever. It, it, life is never 50-50. Your relationships are not 50-50. But your heart is really important because if your heart fails you and you fall under all of this fear and all of this tyranny and all of this sedition and treason that you see on just on, it's been here the whole time, but now you get to see, and it's such a blessing to be able to see it. The key is, is handing the disappointment off to your father. Remember, I told you President Trump is the only president in the history of our presidency to refer to the creator, to God, as father, at least publicly. And he did so last year at the nation's prayer breakfast, and that was in his speech. And And I'm a speechwriter. I don't care who wrote that. If it wasn't in his heart to say it, he wouldn't have done it. And he's referred to him as father on a, on, on multiple occasions, publicly, on camera. I don't know how many of you caught that, but that's really important because if the father, if our father has the heart of the quote king, which would be our president in his hand and he can turn it whichever way he wants, that's a pretty amazing thing. But what's important is to keep your heart intact. It's, I cannot stress enough for you to express the disappointment, express the frustration express the anger, and pass all of that onto our Father because he tells us to, he commands us to, cast your cares upon me. Why? Because I care for you. And we can't handle this level of stress. That's why you see people, and listen, this is not the time for us as, you know, civil uh, human beings who are law-abiding Americans to, to sit in our little glass sanctimonious houses, you know, casting stones at people who are legitimately godless and nuts in the streets right now. This is not the time for us to do that because a lot of us are falling apart inside. We just don't let people see. We're just not out burning buildings down, harassing people, beating old people in the street, you know, pummeling people's heads into the concrete. We're, we're not, we're not running out of Walmart with a washer and dryer in the name of reparations. You know, we're, we're not championing that cause that that's, that's that level of wickedness. That outward expression of nuts is not how we're behaving. Right. But there can be an inward expression of nuts that nobody sees. And so I cannot encourage you enough to check your heart every day and to leave this stress at the foot, at the feet of the Father uh, and our Savior, if you're a Christian. Very important, okay? Something that occurred to me the other day, I was really grieved and I was really happy that, that I even felt grief about it. But I was reading through the allegations and some notes that I've taken and some various conversations with, you know, very reputable individuals who are working on uh, President Trump's legal team. And when I started reading through the allegations and I thought to myself, I just felt sad for a moment. And I thought, man, I really hate it that, that this person has been ensnared to this level. Because there's, there's a lot of people who are going to be really hurt, um, who have been robbed, and, and others 
family members, friends, people who supported campaigns are going to be really wounded by um, by this person's inability to uh, resist the temptation, whatever that temptation is. It, it's all it's all uh, relative, right, to us as individuals. But it's because of our lust is is what the scripture says that we are. Uh, dragged away by our lust, right? And we perform things that we would otherwise not do. It's the lust of the flesh. And so, and for whatever it is that feeds each one of us individually, we will say amen to temptation when we should be like, mm, no, I know that looks good, smells good, probably tastes good, I'm out. Uh, you know, it could give me power and and set me above the rest and, you know, that I'd never have to leave office. I mean, whatever the conversation is that goes on in any individual's head with regard to crime, sin, whatever you want to call it. Uh, you know, really a crime against the law, which ultimately is a crime against God, which ultimately is a crime against each other. And also yourself. I mean, think about that, right? So I was grieved thinking about someone being caught in a snare like that. I'll never, and I, and I think one of the reasons why is because I was caught up in something one time that I didn't, I knew better. I just did. I knew better, but I couldn't resist. I didn't want to resist. I just didn't. I was in a season of rebellion, and I was honestly in a season of uh, defiance, um, also a season of, I deserve this. I mean, that was, my, that was my, my internal dialogue was, I deserve this, right? You know that voice, I deserve this extra piece of cake. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> until you look at the mirror and your jeans don't fit anymore, you've had 20 extra pieces of cake because you deserve to be obese. Wrong. But there was just this sense of, I deserve it, an entitlement to something that I really wanted that was really bad for me. That thing has cost me more destruction in my personal life and with my family than most things I've done, right? And my pastors called me out on it at the time. And I was so riddled with rebellion and entitlement that I looked straight at them and went, well, whatever, I'm doing this. I've earned it. My life has been hell. I feel like shit. I'm tired of suffering. I'm tired of fighting. I'm tired of watching my kid being sick. I don't give a damn what anyone in the church or outside the church or in heaven or hell or in between. I don't care what anyone thinks about what I'm doing right now. I'm going to do this. (sighs) Super level of ridiculousness, right? And it has cost me. And it will likely continue to cost me. But my pastor looked at me, oh, my pastor and his wife with tears in their eyes. And they said, I'm really sorry that that happened to you. And I was like, I mean, like, <laughs> like, stop the record. Wait, And it did. It stopped me in my tracks. And I'm sorry that that happened to you. And, and it was like, and because I know my scripture, I was like, I knew exactly what he was saying. I'm sorry that you've been ensnared. I'm sorry that that trap worked. Oh, I mean, talk about like 